He's got a podcast, old spice and miles and miles of pubic lice. STG, fridge, freeze, he's a proper naughty geese. Chatting bollocks, shit stains, moist stains and airy touch. And Jimmy Savile track suits from a mush in shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. He'll make you laugh, he'll make you wee. He'll shag your mum for no money. A maphrodite hat on the door. Don't cry, it's only a joke, you silly mush. <laughs> Don't stress, beat the meat. Moisture is on eat. Don't stress, beat the meat. Say, take a seat. Airy feet, not much air. Massive tits. Beat the meat. Beat the meat. Airy feet. You're listening to Chatting Bollocks of Daniel O'Reilly. What a Plonker, he really is. Hello, and welcome to my Chatting Bollocks podcast. We've got a bit of a different one. I've got a guest on, uh, and the guest is Michael Head. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Michael Head. Before we start, Michael Head's the um, he's the writer of uh, Time, the play that we're doing in the West End. Uh, but before we begin, did you ever get used to get bullied for your name, Head, like giving Head? No, the thing is, I was lucky I was adopted. Mm. So my name growing up was, was worse. It was Horsepole. It was what? Horsepool? Horsepool. And if you leave the L off, it's actually spelled horsepoo. Horsepoo. So if you think giving Ed was bad, fucking all shit, it's terrible, isn't That's it? That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was in hospital once, and uh, they went out, Michael Horsepoo, that can't be right. And up, I've stood, you know what I mean? It was a oh, walk of shame. Horseshit. Yeah, fucking terrible. So, yeah, and, and my real dad's name was Sparrowhawk. Sparrowhawk? Which, which would be... Was he a porn star? Yeah, my mum would only fuck you if you got a dodgy surname. <laughs> She'd, literally, she'd go into a pub and go, oh, Riley, no, I'm not interested. We're horse pull, yeah, you're done. <laughs> so, yeah, I was absolutely, yeah. I, okay, and no. so when, it, when I got older, I, I sort of took my own name back. Yeah, and Ed which was, was Head. Ed was the, when, when Ed is the best choice of three, you're fucked. You, you are Let's fucked, be honest, mate, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm an O'Reilly, so, you know. Yeah, mum wouldn't have been interested. No. She'd have got a nice-looking fella, nice chat. Surname's no. too decent. No. I know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've got a mate that's got a surname, Cranston. Cranston, like the pickle. Oh, yeah. She'd have fucked him, right? <laughs> well, she'd, <laughs> she'd, she'd certainly gave it a try, especially yeah. anything to do with food. My mum was, uh, oh, right. she was down for that, definitely. Nice. <laughs> um, right, so listen, so, um, yeah, man, wicked. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. The reason why I wanted to get Michael on is because uh, it's very interesting. His, his, your grandfather was a villain, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. A big villain in, the, in, the, in South London. Yeah. I actually, in this play, and this, this play that we're doing is called Time, and it's about four villains, all of them which you're related to, or you know. Yeah, they're all, yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy played by David Shaw from The Inbetweeners is me, so my granddad's mate, it gets yep. complicated, there's no reason, no wonder I'm fucked up. Yeah. So my granddad's mate. Yep. Um, then moved in with me now when my granddad died. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, he's a lovely yeah. fellow. We all, you know, it's nothing funny like that. So, was your granddad like the head of the gangsters? It was, yeah, it was like, a, it was like, me, me granddad was the businessman. Right. So, he actually got into it. He's, he's brother who you were playing, LB. I play LB, didn't I? A, LB head. LB head, yeah. He was the, um, he was like, he was known as the gentleman robber and he was just a liberty taker. He was just a fuck, lovely bloke, but he was a fucker. Didn't give two fucks. Oh, right, yeah. So he so was he's a bit out, like me. He, yeah, it, yo, yeah. when I met you, I thought, hang on a minute, I've, I've got a part for you. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he was just outrageous. When yeah. my granddad was more sensible, he had businesses. And yeah. he got, which he's mentioned in the play, got banged up for something he didn't do and they took everything from him. Yeah. So he went from having all these businesses, a pub, a greengrocers, a long distance lorry, all each firm and that. And don't get me wrong, it was all a bit bent. Yeah. But it was... 
pretty it was much as legit. legit as they get. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. That back then, and and he was fucked. Yeah. So that was when he started taking it, like getting turning involved. into proper villainy. And um, but he was always a businessman. Yeah. So he was very much the numbers man. He he was very mm. he, you know he got involved, but he. He always and he kept everyone ticking over. So did you meet a lot of these people? Yeah, all obviously of them. your granddad. You knew yeah, your granddad. yeah, no, no, all of them because you just it's. Have you ever been involved in organised crime? No, well, no one's going to cross you up. Hang on, my, yeah, my... yeah, 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 no, yeah, no. I mean, I did. <laughs> uh, I had a few. <laughs> so the, I, there was examples. It weren't like me. Obviously, we used to have a load of gear stashed at my mum's house, which I can say that now because she's dead. Yeah, and um, if they, soul, and yeah. if they nick me stepdad, then fuck him. His surname's Horsepole. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but no, there, so there was there was certain things like one day, my granddad, I'm about fifteen. Yeah, you feeling strong, son? Oh, what do you mean feeling strong? Yeah, of course, I ain't gonna say to my granddad, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm feeling fucking strong. Yeah, of course I am. Of course I am. You know, come and carry this. Was, you know the big laundry bags? Yeah, yeah. Two of them mm. stacked up with bricks. Like, All right. like uh, house bricks. Weed. Oh no, weed, weed. With like three or four shirts on top. Of this, like, I don't know, it must have, two fucking bags full. Oh, mate, a lot. Weighed a ton. And as I pulled him out of his boot, he went, don't, don't look, make it look heavy, mate. You know, because I don't want people to think it's not laundry. <laughs> what the fuck are you expecting? So there was, there was, there yeah. was things like that, but I weren't, I was only, I, yeah. I mean, I was only 19 when he yeah. died. Yeah. So he was, I was, I would have been getting into the cusp of potentially getting, but he wouldn't, I don't think he'd have let me. But there was, um, well, I'll, I'll come from, not nowhere near sort of the level of that, but my, my dad had um, 14 brothers and sisters, Irish, and there was seven brothers. And uh, my dad actually, I, I always talk about it like as if I'm messing around, but my, my dad, oh, bear with me, hold on a second. I'm drinking a bottle of Stella. Do you want a beer? Yeah, you know what, I'd love one. Yeah. <laughs> come on. I thought it weren't going to last long. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll have a tango. I'll yeah. be... He had a tango. It lasted, lasted five minutes. He come in, he's, <laughs> uh, he's hung up, you're hungover from last night, isn't you? Hanging out my ass. yeah. Right, here we go. Look, I'm going to open this with a board marker. Let's see if I can do this for... No, it's not going to... There you go, mate. You, that's an art. I know you lot can't see this at home, but that he's just opened it with a board marker. Yeah, that's... Now, if teachers could do that, kids would stay in school, wouldn't they? <laughs> they fucking would. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, Cheers. mate. Here's the time to play. Yeah, so my old man, um, my old man, he had like seven brothers and they were all Irish and they all fucking loved the fight. My dad was a karate, uh, karate expert. He was, he actually was a trained um, karate expert and he fucking, he he had a dojo. He did have a dojo. And I know I say in some of my jokes that I have a dojo dojo in Ricelip, but he had a dojo in fucking Kingston. And everyone that went there, um, and which is probably, it's probably against martial arts policy, but the people, (laughs) the people that he fucking trained up used to help him with stuff, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and there's there's a lot of stories I probably wouldn't say because um, he wouldn't have let me if he was still alive. But um, he was he was into little bits and bobs. And I can remember my um, I used to uh, take sweets and stuff into school and sell sweets, like, you know, yeah. uh, which, like, which like we, Kid Frankie. Yeah, a bit like Kid Frankie. Exactly <laughs> like Kid Frankie. That's sort of where the idea. My mum rang me after I put Kid Frankie up and um, which has gone fucking mad viral. It's mental. Um, and rang me up and said to me, you know. That is you when you were younger. That's what you were like. Because what I used to do, I used to tell my mum that I used to go and buy boxes of Kit Kat from like, um, you know, shops. But actually what I used to do is I used to climb through the windows and fucking rob boxes <laughs> of chocolate and then take them, into, take them into school and sell them. So I used to think I was a little bit of a villain when I was younger. I think the, the one thing that I did do for a while that I really got in trouble for, I probably shouldn't talk about, um, was, uh, well, one time I got caught stealing something when I was younger mm. and my dad said, look, you're doing it all wrong. He said... <laughs> <laughs> Not don't do it. Yeah. This is Aristotle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. He said, um, you know, my mum was like, have a word with him. He's like, all right, I'll have a 
all over him. He's like, you're doing it all wrong. Don't go, go in the shops and nick stuff. He said, um, what you want to do is you want to get um, find a receipt on the floor and go in, get a bag, get a bag, get say it's Mark's expenses, get a bag, put the bag in your pocket and then find a receipt and go around and put everything in, on the on the receipt in a in a basket. And the most expensive item on the receipt, he had said, take that and put the rest in the bag as you're queuing up. So everything's in the bag apart from the most expensive item. Go to the till. People won't be watching you. Get a refund for the most expensive item. And then you walk out with a bag for the stuff. And I was like, that's fucking genius. And then when I got caught doing that, my old man was like, don't you fucking grasp yeah, me up to your mum. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't bubble me because I've got a load of, I, I train a load of karate people to yeah, come and see yeah, you. Kick the fuck out of you, yeah. So tell me about, um, tell me some, I'll tell you what, before, because the reason why I wanted to get Michael on is um, he's got some amazing stories, um, some of which will, well, a lot of, the whole play is um is basically four men that get together. They've been on the run, and then tell us the synopsis of the yeah, story. So basically, what what used to happen is when they used to do a job back in the day, not with a not with the drug side of it, because that was just a business that would tick over. I know yeah. it sounds mental, but it was. However, went back in the day with a robbery. Yeah. Once it goes down, the trick was you had, everyone had a safe house, and no one knew where anyone's safe house was. So um, if if uh, so, th- and the reason they do that is so you can't grass up. So if me and you have done a job and your safe house is here, and I don't know where it so, is, and you get nicked, yes. oh, I haven't bubbled you. Yeah. So so what does bubble mean? Bubble. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't grass you. Yeah. So what the police would do is they'd nick you. They go, oh, Mister O'Reilly. Yeah, you know, because Ed has. Who told else us, was in it, and where is he? Yeah, and and also they would also say like, you know, we've we've also detained Mister Ed. They haven't, but they say we've also detained Mister Ed. He let it know to you because then you're more likely to talk. But if right. you know that I kind of bubbled you because I don't know where you are, mm. it just it's that oh, extra security. Right. Oh, I get it. So it's so it's not just so you can't tell them where. So say for instance, if if you don't know, if I haven't told you where I am, and they say that you've told, they he's told us where you are, you know that they're bullshitting, yeah. isn't it? And it's just it just so it stops you going. Oh, actually, yeah, he also done this. He also done and his mate fucking yeah, big Frank or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you get pissed off, didn't you? Yeah. So that's why. And 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 the the, the premise of that is. It's about the, the safe houses they used to go to. Yeah. So all the different places they go and all the different stories they tell. And then they would meet up in my granddad's pub, which was the Rosemary Branch in Peckham. Right. So after they've been on the, well, not on the run, but what do you call it? Well, they're on the trot. They on go the on the trot. trot for six months. So they do the job and they go, right, everyone has to go hide in your six, six months. months. Yeah. And it gives you six months to bury your money, sort out your laundry, as they say. So, and legitimise your money. So you would, you know, you can put it in whatever you want to put it in. With my granddad, it was like he owned a boxing club in Silwood. He owned his pub. So you legitimise your money. You bury what you need to bury. You sell what you need to sell. It's all clear. Yeah. And then six months later, back then as well, before forensics and all that, really, um, it was hard to make things stick. So they would meet in my granddad's pub. Yeah. Because if they were going to get nicked, they're going to get nicked there because everyone knew where they was. So it was almost like we're getting nicked on our own terms, but we've had six months to sort out our shit. And if they didn't get nicked, they was in a pub, so it was a proper piss-up. So win-win. Oh, and right. that's so the they, premise they... of this play. If yeah. that's, that's why we, you know, the four of us are meeting in this pub yeah. after six months after this job. That, that In this case, it was a job that went wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, that's crazy. So it's almost sort of like... You know, it gives them breathing space. They jump in the motor, they're on the way there. They must have been shitting themselves on the way to the pub. Thinking, thinking to himself, right, if it's coming on top, it's coming on top today. Yeah, well, I was talking to John yesterday. So John is, is the fella who David Shaw is, is based on. and he's Proper old gangster. Yeah, yeah, and he is. I mean, he's, we, you know, in the play, you know, we call him lucky. He's in and out of prison all his life. Yeah. And I remember he was saying about being at the old Bailey, and I loved it there. I never, never, ever got found guilty. 
Yeah. And I was you guilty? He went, son, I've never been innocent. You know, since, <laughs> yeah, since yeah. 14. That's in the script. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Since the age of 14, he's always been banged up. And he's, he's last time, he, so my granddad died 15 years ago. Yeah. And he moved in with me now. And he's looking after, nothing funny, you know, he's lovely blood, nothing like that. But they're, they're living together and she, he got banged up. Mm. And he served, a, you know, he served a six stretch. And yeah. even at that age, in so what was he in his, his late sixties, early seventies? And he was doing six years. And but he loved it when it went down. He went, I can fucking beat that. Yeah. And he, he, you know, it, it's a mindset. So yeah, it's hard, I think, for people like us because we don't get involved. We would be shitting ourselves. But people like the guy you're playing, LB, he didn't give a flying fuck. He and didn't care like, about a bit yeah, of time. weren't bothered. And with John, it was part of the. Like, it's almost part of their job. Yeah, it's like going up, going to the office, like the commute. Oh, I've got to go and do the commute today. It was like, oh, I've got to do a fucking six stretch. It, it, they just didn't care. And also, I guess, I think what one of the things that really attracted me to the script, uh, apart from the fact that it's in the West End and it's a great look to do some acting, but um, one of the things that really attracted me to the script is the fact that you've taken all of these stories. You've, um, excuse me, you've, um, I'm just drinking a beer, so. Oh, sorry, really unprofessional. Um, no, but the thing that really attracted me to the script is you've got all of these different characters and the stories that they're telling in the pub when they're sat down with each other, they're real stories. Yeah, yeah. They're actual real yeah. stories that have happened. And I, and I can remember when you told me that and I was reading the stories and I was like, this is fucking brilliant. So we're bringing these old life stories, uh, bringing these old stories to life. But also, it's got a wicked, obviously, it's got a wicked twist at the end. And the nice thing about it is I can talk to you about my character, LB Head, and find out a little bit more about him. So let's get into LB a little bit, right? Um, tell me, what was it you met him? What was he like? Right, so when I first met you, we was up a pub up in Leicester Square, weren't we? And we met mm. you, met met two of your like lifelong old mates. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And obviously, you, you've got a banter about you. Yeah, because we chat. were we were going to sit down. We, I, I well, what it was was I I told my agent oh, I'm um, I want to write a, an adult panto. And my agent, Jason, which you know. Yeah. Is he your agent as well? No, he ain't. No, 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 no. no. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, at the moment, no one knows who the fuck I am, so yeah. I ain't worth him representing more me, time. is it? You know what I mean? Give it, yeah, give it, give it a couple yeah. of months. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I said to Jason, you know, uh, he said, what do you want to do next? And um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one to wait for opportunities. So I said, like, what I want to do is I want to, I want to do an adult panto. Proper fucking naughty piss up at a panto. And he was like, fuck, man, you've got to meet this guy. Michael, he writes pantos. And I'm like, well, he writes. He's a writer. Yeah. And he's written pantos. And I was like, fucking, what's he like? The first thing I always say to Jason when he tries to make intros for me is I say, what's he like? You know, is he a geezer? That's the first thing. He goes, yeah. he's, he's yeah. a fucking geezer. You're going to love him. So I was like, right, it's done. So then, yeah, so we arranged to meet down at Leicester Square. Go on. To, yeah, go. so when my, my, the flip side of that one was Jason. Uh, obviously, Jason represents Paul. Yeah. And Paul, Paul is in, in, and I said that about Jay. I've, I've just got to say, in all seriousness, I've got an agent, Marcus and McCrimmon, they're pucker. I'm happy. Very, very happy. <laughs> I just, it's just a bit like, a bit like being in a relationship. And it, no, I love my wife. No, I do love my agent. Yeah, they're sorry. So if you're listening, don't worry. We're not trying to nick him. Yeah, he was yeah. joking. But um, no, so only Paul done a play <laughs> on me and, uh, and um, Lucy Pinder called yeah. Worth a Flutter. And Jason had to come and see it. Yeah. And he said to me, he went, I thought, oh, bollocks, I don't fancy this. I, yeah. I ain't, you know. And he came to see it and he, he really enjoyed it. And it did, do, you know, it got good reviews and that. And it's it's not theatre. Yeah. It's a bit like this. It's proper stories for proper people that it ain't about oh, middle class people where it's, oh, what can I do? I've sent Bernard to school and I can't afford the yacht and all that bollocks. It's, it's normal stories. And Jason loved it. And then we met up a few times after. And he said, well, look, what else are you looking to do? And I went, well, I've done, done, you know, I've got this 
gangster play that I'm working on. I've got a film that I'm working on. I'm also looking to do panto. And he went, well, actually, went, funny you should say that. He went, I want you to meet my mate Dan. He went, I think you'd be brilliant together. He went, I think you'd get on well. He went, and I think you two writing something would be dynamite. Yeah. And then that was how we met up. And then, but did you know? Did he say to you what I did for a living? And did you have it? Did you know who I was in regards professionally? No, he mentioned he went obviously dapper laughs, and I I, I knew a few bits, but I didn't look into it because a bit like when I met Paul, mm. if you look things up in the media or if yeah. you look up what they, you have a preconceived notion. Yeah, or if you talk is, to people about him. Yeah, and it's never so. I, I want to take I wanted to take you for face value. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've seen a few of the bits you've done that made me laugh, so I knew that as an artist you're a funny fucker. Yeah. But I don't want to... And same with, with Paul. Because I thought, no, let's let's take it at face value. And then that is what it is. So we've met up. We've had a few beers. And I met your mates, your pals from years back. Yeah. So, yeah, what it was was uh, the night... I'm not, I'm not, but I'm rarely in town. Mm. The missus don't let me go into town much because I fucking get on it mad. I just go into town, have my meetings. And then it's like the bright lights of London just fucking... Send Three me days wild. later, you yeah. wake up in the dumpster. Yeah, sends me wild. I'll rock in the <laughs> next day. And she's like, fuck, that's why she fucking... She don't... She, I mean, she does like Jason, but that's why she doesn't like me knocking about with Jason, my agent, because ever since Jason got me um, the, the, uh, the money that he managed to get me for Big Brother... Uh, I said, like, you're never going to pay for a fucking meal again, mate, or a yeah. drink. So every time he wants to piss up, he comes to me because it's free. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I knew I was meeting you, but my mates knew I was in town. They work in town, and they said, where are you going to be? And I said, we're going to be in Chiquito's, Leicester Square. I said, I've got a meeting at four, so don't rock up till, like, fucking R5. But they rocked up, like, R4, yeah. mid-meeting. But, but, but it was brilliant because we've had a few beers with them. For me, obviously, I've only, judged, I've only known you for half hour. Yeah, but the fact that you've got your pals turned up, who they were really nice blokes as well, but they've been your pals for like twenty, thirty years. I was just thinking, well, he can't be, t- t- he can't be that much of a cunt because he's got these lifelong friends, and, yeah. and cunts don't have lifelong friends, do they? No. <laughs> and um, yeah. chatting away, you reminded me of me getting back to the play. You reminded me of Elby. Yeah. So my granddad's brother, Elby, known as the gentleman robber, lovely bloke. Wicked. I used to, I used, he used to have a, a, a lovely place in Rotherhithe. Yeah. Um, I used to love staying with him because he was just brilliant and he had an infectious personality everyone loved LB because he was a funny fucker mm. but he didn't give a fuck didn't give a fuck about nothing not horrible he looked after his family you know, not, 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 not knocking him but he just didn't give a flying fuck and it, it, not that you don't give a but you had that same sense of humour you had that same energy you know yeah. what I mean and, and that same sort of like centre of attention and you say no, and you, yeah, yeah yeah and also you say a joke and it's a joke he was like that, but mm. only his joke was like locking a cosser up in a fucking safe and stripping him naked with job. <laughs> yeah. But it's them sort of, and, and so that's what what sort of made me really think uh, we've got to develop this character. We got and we've got to see you for it. And I said to to Jason afterwards, I said like, look, we're doing these auditions, yeah, um, with a director now. And obviously, it's a play. We can't just say, oh, I've met this fella in a pub. Mm. I think he'd be handy at doing the play. You've got to, got to go through the audition process. Yeah. And when you come down, you absolutely smashed it. And that's what was brilliant. Yeah. Not to say, obviously, he was going to do the, the the banter and that and the jokes, which are throughout the play. Yeah. And three quarters of the play is three, four, four fellas having a laugh. Yeah. Telling old stories, which is what their life is. It's mm. what I grew up with. But the end bit, when, when, the, when the drama hits and the bit that makes it a play, the bit that... You the know, emotion. Yeah, the bit that's got it in that theatre, when they read the script, that was the sort of the, like the, the twist and the end and that. And you absolutely smashed it. Yeah. And it was just like, no, this is a perfect fit. This has got to, this has got to happen. Yeah, I think, um, I think for, for me, the, the, I had the, the funniest conversation with Jason after that meeting. So we, we, in that meeting, we fucking shook hands on doing the adult panto. Yeah. I, was like, yeah. I was like, I've got to work with you. You're fucking... 
funny cunt, and plus you like a uh, you like a beer, which helps. I mean, we were we were going to do this yesterday, weren't we? Yeah, over a bottle of scotch, but yeah, we, yeah, um, but we, yeah, we both ended up doing our <laughs> both own ended thing. up doing a bottle of scotch elsewhere, yeah. which is why today it's just a beer because I'm still hanging out my arse. <laughs> yeah, but we're here, and we're going to get it done. But um, yeah, so. You know, I went away from that meeting and I said to Jason, I said, look, this geezer's got, you know, this geezer I'm writing a fucking adult panto with, which we're getting on at the end of the year, aren't we? We're yeah, yeah, we're, and, and we've got, like, we've got a, a draft script up, so obviously yeah. it's going to change depending on yeah, things yeah. like if Harry keeps fucking up, you know, we yeah. change the jokes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get that on, we've yeah, got, that, end that, of the that's, year. That's, a, that's a huge project for us, you know, eight, nine thousand people a night, we're yeah. hoping, and yeah. um, we're bringing back fucking adult panto in a big way. But anyway, so... And we're going to make it fucking naughty and all. Yeah, because that's, that's, <laughs> we, back in the day, it was that Jim Davis and yeah. Cinderella, weren't there? And there's yeah. a market now. There's, a, there's no one really does it. There's a few adult panthers, but they're all really low scale. They're yeah. often um, very aimed towards the LGBT community, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But it, I think it'd be nice to have something that is a bit more work, like working bit working class, class and... bit more, a bit uh, what we do yeah. essentially, isn't it? And, yeah. and, it's, and and I think there's a market for it. And what a fucking good night it's going to be! Oh mate, yeah, we're going to make we're going to make an after party, so it's going to turn into a rave, and then also we're going to we're going to pitch it out for people's work dues and everything. So listen, we'll, we'll talk more about that in the time. But what I was going to say is. So I went away from that meeting and I said, right, definitely working with this geezer with this and um, <clears throat> with the adult panto. And Jason said to me, look, a couple of days later, look, he's got these auditions for this West End play. And I said, and Jason said to me, how do you feel about acting? Which I was a little bit annoyed about because I'd done Fanged Up. Obviously, I've acted, it's comedy acting, but I did kind of play myself in Fanged Up. But um, the acting in it was was camera acting on camera acting yeah. in a film. Um, but I said to Jason, I said, because uh, the weird thing is about having Jason as an agent is Jason represents me as Dapper Laughs, right? So uh, he's a celebrity agent. Yeah. So Jason gets me work as Daniel O'Reilly stroke Dapper Laughs, so reality TV, like yeah. Big Brother. Um, he doesn't do acting stuff or anything like that, right? Well, I think he's trying to get into it. But the point I'm making is he only knows my credentials from uh, being Dapper Laughs, so selling out stand-up tours, doing the film, you know, my online presence. And I said to him, I said, yeah, you've got no idea about what I did before, which is weird that your agent doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I said I've done musical theatre, I've done, you know, performing arts. Acting was fucking everything I wanted to do. I auditioned back in the day for Grange, Eel, EastEnders. Uh, I've done, you know, loads of plays, loads of acting. And Jason was like, wow, so what, you'd be interested in doing the West End? I was like, are you fucking mad? (laughs) I was like, wait till my mum hears about this. Wait till my mum, because my mum, my mum was like, she was the one that took me to all my auditions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he said, so you won't mind auditioning. So I come down, done the audition, and you know, there's a few other lads there and stuff like that. So I was very happy that that I got the part. So thank you very much. No, man. no, no. So you, it it was an obvious fit because yeah. you are, and you said earlier about playing yourself. I think a large part of that. I mean, I've I've had a career of it now. And if you, you know, for those of you that are really boring and got loads of time, Google me and, and look up the reviews. Everyone's like, oh, he, he's really good. Yeah, of course, I'm, I'm fucking playing me and everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just playing me with a different character name. Yeah. Um, even in like, I did the one about World War One footballers. I played a fat footballer from London. It was just me, you know? <laughs> but the, the character yeah. was slightly better at football than I was. Only slightly, though, because it was late mm. and Orient, and they're, you know, they're late and Orient. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so it, to me, it made sense. And also, I think a lot of people that don't know about the industry, getting a bit actor-wanky now, but comedy is acting yeah. in its purest form. It is you controlling an audience. It is you 
and sometimes off the cuff and sometimes it's, you know, you, it's yeah. planned, you know where you're getting to. You're telling a story. And the only difference with, with, with stand-up comedy and acting is there's a few less laughs and you've got other people jumping in on your, on your stories. So yeah. I wasn't surprised that you was good. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. a pleasant surprise to see how good you was. Oh, thank you, man. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, no, that was... Um, and, and, and with regards, like, with, with the character you're playing, yeah, of course there are a lot of similarities, but that's what acting is. It's yeah. just you in a different context. Had you been in Elby's life, and led, led his life, so to speak, and, and yeah. raised by... Instead of being raised by your mum and dad, if you was raised by me, me nan and, me, like me great-nan and granddad, um, like Maggie and Titch Ed... You would have probably walked them shoes. You would probably have gone down that path because it's a different circumstance. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's interesting. I would, I'd, lo- I'd, lo- I'd love to have been like a fucking villain in a different life. Mm. I would have loved to. I mean, like, I'll tell you the truth. I And there's a lot of stuff that I can't really talk about just from a commercial perspective. But um, I've got a, a lot of my friends are like what you consider modern day um, no, uh, nowhere near as respectful and 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 uh, as the the villains back in the day. But one of my close friends, and you could probably people could probably work this out by just doing a tiny little bit of research. But one of my close friends that I'm really associated with a lot, um, especially online and stuff like that. Um, fucking, I went uh, I went and done a, a boxing match and stuff like that, and he helped put it all together. And I said to him when I first met him, look, the press are all over me at the moment. So if there's anything fucking dodgy about you or the people, just let me know or anything in the back. Because the press will pull it out and they're fucking ripping me to shreds at the moment. It's a couple of years ago. And uh, he said, nah, 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 nah. And then, <laughs> and then a, like, a, all cu- of a sudden. couple of weeks later, he goes, oh, there is something that I should tell you. I've done fucking 14 stretch. I was like, what? I was like, something. I have to forget to mention that yeah. at the time, you know. But if you're doing fucking 14... I mean, imagine what time you had got or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, fucking... You know I mean? Yeah. That's naughty, isn't That's it? That's naughty, yeah. But anyway, I found out what it was. He was one of the fucking... I don't know if you can remember at um, Heathrow Airport, there was 100 million in gold bullion that was fucking yeah, stolen. Yeah, yeah. he was one of them fucking armed robbers. And he, <laughs> he was sat... He showed me a picture of him on the front of the Sun newspaper. He sat with a balaclava like pulled up, yeah. sat in front of the gold. Um, and I was like, fucking hell, mate. I've been knocking around with this geezer for about six months. And he's a very close friend. He's coming to my wedding yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, you know, and I was used to sit with him and go, come on, tell me about the ones you got away with. And he'd fucking tell me all the stories. And I used to think to myself, I wouldn't mind a bit of arm robbery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a bit of a funny one. So we was in Disneyland with my, I got a, a lot younger sister because obviously we got different dads. So there was like a good 10 years between us. And we're in the pink palace with my granddad. Yeah. They've all gone to bed because she was like seven or eight. I'm about 17 at the time. And we're drinking these RV wall bangers with this fella. Um, I won't say his real name, but we knew him as Mumbles. So we're, we're there and uh, all of a sudden this bird's walked in. About my age. Oh, God, she's fucking cracking. That's my daughter. Oh, fuck, shit, you know, okay. <laughs> so we've had a few drinks. He's introduced us and that. And then at the end of the night, it was the, you know the little nightclub that's sort of outside? Yeah. He gave me about 500 euros and went, look, listen... You seem a nice lad, you're mixed boy. If she asks for anything, don't say no, because, you know, just make sure you look after her sort of thing. 500 euros? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. So we've gone out, couldn't get in anywhere, because you had to have your passports and that. Well, no, I did. I was 19, actually, I don't matter. But we've ended up getting some booze and just sitting outside and getting smashed in fucking Disney. Disneyland? Uh, yeah, Disneyland, yeah, yeah. Where? In Paris. Oh, right, yeah. The Euro one. So uh, my granddad wouldn't fly. So, yeah, anyway... So we're, um, I, I think, due to passports reasons, he wouldn't fly. But anyway, about three weeks, and this fellow was nice. You know, I'm saying how 
quite fancy his daughter, and he's you know didn't, yeah. didn't think nothing of it. About three three four weeks later, he's been nicked. Front of the sun, Britain's most dangerous man. Really? And I think, fuck me, and I'm saying I'd like to touch up his daughter. Fuck it, leave oh, it yeah, out, you know what I mean? What did he do? Oh, I can't say. But yeah, it was it, well, it was Britain's most dangerous man. Was he uh, naughty, naughty? Naughty, naughty, yeah, yeah. Love, but he weren't. That, and that's the thing, like, there's... there's where are... People have the... This is why I wanted to write time. You see these films, The Craze, and, you know, mm. all this all this stuff, and it's all about proper violent men. Proper, they weren't like that. Or certainly my experience of it. They were just nice family people. So another another example, we're in a pub. Um, oh, fuck, in Grove Park. Can't think what it's called now. But anyway, we're in this pub. And um, it's me, my granddad, Bunny, Edgar Wallace, and um, a young lad. Uh, sorry, I'm just moving yeah. the mic on. Carry so, on. yeah, pretty boy. He was a boxer. And my granddad was a boxer. And I used to box a bit when I'm younger. And there's this old boy, Edgar Wallace. Now, I don't know if you remember Silvio from... Um, the Sopranos with the, with the dark hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Edgar's got this jet black wig on, and now the cunt's 112 if he's a day. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and Bunny used to chat, and obviously with Bunny, you know. And these young birds were over the, 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 across the way in the in the pub. So Bunny sent him over some champagne. Yeah. And he's gone like, go on, son, fill your boots. You know, we, we, I'll, I'll loosen them for you, you know, get them proper moist, you know, that, that sort of chat. <laughs> yeah. anyway, and once I buttered them up for you, you know, you can go fuck them. And it, but he was joking. It was all jokes. Yeah. Anyway, this two their fellas are coming. Come over. Who, who sent you the champagne? Oh, he went. I did. And he went. Well, they're my fucking. That's my. That's my fiance. That's my bird. And he went, look, I didn't know, did I? There were two young girls on their own. He went. Look, I ain't trying. And look at me. He went, I'm fucking old enough to be her dad. He went. It was just a, a friendly gesture. A bit of jokes between the young lad here, go and go and say hello. Didn't know you, don't know. It's no disrespect to you. I've never fucking met you. No disrespect. Don't worry about it. Drink the champagne and shut you up. Shut up. You tend to shut up. So pretty boy stood up. Mate, do yourself a favour and sit down. And he's younger, pretty boy. Yeah, pretty boys. I was about, again, I'm going back, I'm about 17. Pretty boy's probably about 25. And he was a mean, like, he was looking for, yeah, I can't, yeah. He was a cruiserweight boxer. And he boxed professionally. He was good. Yeah, man. I love people like that. Yeah, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, so the two fellas went, uh, oh, what are you going to do? And he went, if you don't sit down, I'm going to set him on you. I'm pointing at Edgar Wallace. So I went, you, you old cunt. Well, this boy's Edgar's shot up. Bosh. <laughs> Got the fella sparked down, right? How old was he then? Edgar, realistically... He must have been in his 70s. Yeah. But he'd got this jet black wig on. Oh, right. So he bosh, knocked the fella down, and he's dragged him outside in Grove Park. I can't remember the name of the pub. It's annoying me now. Anyway, he's Grove Park Tavern, I think it was. Anyway, he dragged him outside this pub, and there was a fish stall. And as he's dragging this fella out, he went, four pots of jelly deals and some cockles. He's, he's setting the fucking ordering in, in the fish stall. <laughs> he's picked the fella up. And he's parked in between this gap in between two cars. It must have been about six inches, this gap. And he's parked a fully grown fella in between, kicking him, hitting him. And then he took his wig off and started smacking him with a wig. Gone and sat back down. Bunny just went, you took a liberty there. He went, what? He went, you parked him next to a smart car. You could have put him next to the Jag. (laughs) Although that that was an example of violence, it weren't... Yeah. That was, they was pushed to it. And Mm. they was really, you know... And when they done the, do you know any stories of actual armed robberies that they done? Yeah, so the, my favourite one is is LB. LB, so, that's who I play. Yeah. yeah. So and I can tell this now because they're they're all dead. So um, 
they're doing a robbery and everyone had a job, a bit like in time. Mm. So one person would be dedicated to watching the door. One On the alarms. Would, yeah, yeah, all, all, all the different things. And LB used to work with the staff yeah. because he would have the, um, he had an eye for what to take. It was a jogger's. He, he knew what he was taking. So he's handling the staff and dealing with that side of it. And um, another fella is on the uh, lard, he's on the crowd control to make sure the civilians are all right. Your granddad's on the door. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're, they're doing this robbery halfway through and this voice comes out, you're under arrest. What? You're under arrest. It was an o- it was a police officer who was off duty. So Elby's gone to Lardy, mate, you do the staff. I'll, I've got the civilians. But I don't know what I'm looking for. Just fucking do it. So he's gone to him, what, what are you doing? And he went... Well, I'm, I'm a police officer. Where's your truncheon? Where's your whistle? Where's your, where's your notepad? He went, I'm off duty. He went, see your part-time amateurs. I'm on duty. I've got my tools on me. I've got my shotgun. Naked. <laughs> and he stripped this fella naked. And he stripped the owner of the, the, the jewellers naked. Why? Just because it was fucking funny. <laughs> and he's gone to the jewel like the owner. He went, yeah. I'm really sorry about this. I'm really apologetic. I've got to strip you naked because I'm going to tie you two together and lock you in the vault. He went, what? he went, no, I'm sorry, but this cunt's arresting me because he thinks he's, you know, he's, he's the yeah. big man, isn't he? And he ain't. He's going to be start bollock naked next to you. So he's, this is why the job's going on. Everyone else like, LB, leave it. Like, you know. You're oh, working. Yeah, yeah, leave it out, leave it out. No, 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 fucking, this is a good one to tell the kids. It's a good one to tell the kids. Yeah. So he's, up, he's stripped them both start bollock naked. Yeah. About to put them in this vault. And the guy was like, we're, we're going to suffocate. He went, no, don't be silly. I'm not an animal. As soon as we're away, I'll call his station and these boys in blue, Britain's finest, can come and come and rescue her. Cosa was like, no, I'd rather die than be caught naked down to another guy. You know, oh, sorry, in that case, you're both going to die then, aren't you? And he was like, no, 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 Ernie or whatever station yeah. it was. So that was an example of yeah, yeah. an armed robbery midway through. And that was where LB just didn't give a fuck. What about, have you got any stories where LB has done something awful? Bad. No, no, because they didn't do... I, I, maybe I'm biased. I mean, maybe there's people listening going, this is all fucking bad. Yeah. But they never hurt, they never hurt civilians. They, they never, never hurt, shot no one, no? No, no, no. They would never... They would never oh, I don't know. They, I've never heard of it. Mm. I know a couple of times people got tied up and... Beaten. Yeah, for, for, for grassing or for money going missing, you know what I mean? Mm. Things like that. But no, I, I, they, they... My old grand... So my granddad's old life, he only ever had a gun pulled on him twice. Once was in Belgium when yeah. the job went wrong. And I ended up with the world's most expensive. I've got a badminton racket indoors. Yeah, yeah. Worth about 57 grand where they gave him the racket and hold this while we go. And as they took the money and gone round the corner, they pulled guns on him in this graveyard in, in Belgium on the really? way to Holland. Um, and the other time my granddad had a gun pulled in was when he owned a pub, the Rosemary Branch, and above it, it was like fucking carnage, orgies, drugs, mm. the lot. He only owned it's it like the old six. Roman Empire. Yeah, yeah, full of the Roman <laughs> Empire, you know what I mean? So they're, um, That's my line in the play. He's, yeah, he's getting hold of these birds. He's getting hold of this bird. All of a sudden, I'm going to fucking kill him. And he could hear this commotion. So he put this bird in the, like, the ensuite toilet. And he's getting dressed. And for some reason, he's gone for his socks first. He put a sock in. And this guy's he put a sock on. The guy's coming with a gun, pointing at him. You can't. You're getting hold of my Sarah. I'm going to fuck. No, getting hold of my wife. And he's thinking, I'm sure this bird ain't married. But anyway. So he goes, and he's going on the ground. He's trying to calm him down. He's standing start by the naked, wearing one sock with a guy pointing a gun at him. <laughs> and he goes, uh, my fucking Sarah. He goes, whoa, 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 let me stop you there. And he's called, I don't know the girl's name. like, Jane, come out. So Jane, he went, I'm with her, mate. He went, oh, so you're not with my wife? He went, no, he went, I wouldn't fuck Sarah. She's got a face like a fucking 
bush pig. <laughs> And he's went, I'm trying to talk myself out of getting shot. But, yeah. <laughs> by so I wouldn't fuck your wife, mate. State of it. And, yeah. he, he, and he said to me afterwards, when two things you take from that, son. One, don't insult a man's wife. He's got gunpoint at you. And two, if someone's coming at you and you're naked, don't put on a sock first. But, they, <laughs> but guns weren't really a thing. That was the only two times my granddad... I mean, he had a gun, which he used to hide around the side in his house. Did but, he? Yeah, what, yeah. Like yeah. a handgun? Yeah, little, like... In case of what? I don't know. Do you know? Because I, 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 really, well, they used to have to pull them out at robberies, didn't they? I guess. Yeah, back in the day, though. But this was years. so they stopped doing the robberies in about seventies, mm. and I'm going back. And then they got into what they did in the, the mid eighties, and then I, I'm going back to the nineties now. So I was, and he, he had because he had a, like a fake fireplace built, and the gun, and if, he used to had a bit of gear mm. down there, a bit of money down there, and all that. we checked it when he died to see if there was any nothing. No, we found about eight grand. So, really? Yeah, we were a bit gutted. There weren't more really, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and that's where he kept his gun. How many stories in the play are true? All of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not the, the so the context of the play isn't true in the sense of what these, happens. Yeah, these yeah. four people were not in that pub. Well, they were in that pub at that same time. But I'm getting sixty years worth of stories and putting them into a fucking an hour play. An yeah. hour play. Yeah. So the context isn't real, but the fault of them, the four of them being together, is real. And every word of the play is true. So yeah. the, even at the start, like we talk about me, Nan, who's probably listening, hello, Nan, when we talk about her getting nicked. Yeah. She did get nicked. That's funny, yeah. So when, when the play, I mean, we got, I don't, there's a lot of people, We've there's a, probably 90% of the people that are listening to this podcast aren't going to be able to see the play because we, we're getting about 30,000 listeners now and we've only got 500 tickets across the whole week. And we've already sold out quite a few of them. So yeah, yeah we've got. So um, so the majority of you won't, but this I'm, I'm recording this this morning and this is going out this evening. So if you are listening to this for the first time, you could, if you go onto my Instagram right now and you click on the link in my bio <clears throat> and pick a night, you could come You could come and see this. You could literally be with us. We start rehearsing this um, uh, next week and the play is from the 10th till the 16th of February, so only about two weeks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're on for a night and it's in the West End and the beautiful thing about this is <clears throat> it's got a little bar in there, isn't it? Yeah, a little bar in the you trist- have to get through, so it's very intimate. Yeah, it's very... small. But I can... <clears throat> well, I'm, this is the way I'm imagining it is once the play's over, I'm going to go into the bar and meet some people yeah, that have come have to a, watch have it. Have a beer or, f- or uh, 12. Yeah, yeah, and, and get some feedback. So if you've ever wanted to meet me or you wanted to see something like this, it's a perfect opportunity. But the reason why I say that is because we are, I'm going to give away some of the stories that are in it because I know the majority of you ain't going to see it. And at the beginning, uh, in the in the in the bar you've got the arrest what is it the arrest warrants in the bar the pinned yeah, up against yeah, 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 yeah. did they actually used to have those arrest warrants pinned up on the wall in the pub yeah so the, i mean not the proper the proper rap sheets and that but me me so me me nan who obviously married me mm. granddad she got pinched in morrison's yeah and she's got a lifelong ban <laughs> and so i've got a when phone, was this this was um how old was she core oh 70 70 odd. this is this weren't that long ago this was about maybe eight years ago your so, grandma was still out robbing at 70. Yeah, I mean, then don't give a fuck. Yeah, she, yeah it's literally... <laughs> I'll t- I'm going to get a video of her. I'll put it about the time she got nicked. I'll put it on Instagram. So put, you can actually see Rosie Ed yeah. talking firsthand about the time she got nicked. So I'll get a phone call from my uncle because he don't drive. Yeah. Ah, uh, Mick, you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. He went, ah, oh, Nan's been nicked. I went, ah, oh, fucking hell, who's she clumped? And he went, no, 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 nothing like that. She's been nicked in Morrison's. I went, oh, okay, shoplifting and that. So we've gone round. I mean, what are you doing? She, I've got 400 quid's worth of gear. What are you doing? She, I'm filling the, the trolley up. I walk out. 
Yeah, but she, so she used to, yeah, because this is in the place, she used to fill the trolley up full of food well, and yeah. just walk out. Yeah, and I think when I knit, she went, oh, sorry, I've got Alzheimer's. Oh, fuck. But she hell. can't act, so she's got none of the symptoms of Alzheimer's. <laughs> so I didn't, and I, they didn't prosecute her. They didn't prosecute her, but they did. She's got a letter basically saying, if you ever step foot in Morrison's again, or any of their sister companies, we're going to, you're, you're banged to rights, you're, you're nicked. Wow, so she was literally just like, I'm just going to pretend that I'm crazy. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, she's fucking crazy, but she ain't got Alzheimer's. <laughs> and, um, but also in the play, and also mentioned is her dad, Harry, because so yeah. when me nan met me granddad, they were young, and Harry thought he was a villain. He's, uh, so me nan's dad thought he was a villain, he weren't, he was a docker, and he was, yeah. you know what I mean? And he was, um, he was just a, he was like a small-time crook, but I used to call him Treacle because everything used to stick to his hands and he had sticky fingers. He always used to take stuff. And he got pinched in uh, Shopper's Paradise in Southwark for stealing, like, tea, coffee, this, that and the other. And he was so proud of his rap sheet because he got nicked and he had to pay a 20-quid fine. He went up to me granddad wearing it like a badge of honour, going, yeah, yeah, no, I've been, I've been nicked, Mick. I'm proper, you know. And he was like... <laughs> Fucking proper. We've just done a jeweller's worth X amount of money and you stole half a pound of tea, you prick. And you got <laughs> nicked. So, he, But that the actual document um, from when he got nicked in Shoppers Paradise in Southwark Park in 77 is part of the play. Because when I started writing this, I, I've grown up around these characters. I've grown up around these stories. And I just wanted to write something that was true. Be, yeah. And... and I've been entertained by these stories from, from the age of three or four. You know, yeah. I knew my granddad was naughty when I was about seven. And then you grow up and you don't realise it's different because it's just your life, isn't it? Your life is what yeah. it is. And then as I got older and I, you have kids yourself, you think, no, actually, this is a bit different. And the stories are funny. I thought it makes a play. So that's why this sort of come about. Mm. Do you want another beer? Um, yeah, go on. Are then. you driving? They're only small, though, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all right with you. Yeah, right, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm not driving. No? Okay, good. 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 <laughs> you taxied it in. You knew it was going to be a fucking naughty one. Hold on. I've got to get myself another one because I'm, I'm one ahead of you. Hold on one sec. That's all right. <clears throat> Tell them when the play's on, where they can get tickets. Yeah, so it's on in the uh, in, in the Tristan Bates Theatre, which is in the West End. So it's a couple of minutes from Covent Garden, a couple of minutes from Charing Cross by foot. We open on the 10th of February. We close on the 15th. So it's a short run, but it's um, it's, uh, it's it's a small theatre. And we wanted to do it in an intimate theatre because of the story. So there's only yeah. 75 people a night. Yeah. And we've already sold quite a few tickets. Mm. So they are, it is selling fast. So we're doing it with, um, <laughs> we're doing, every time I think of him, I laugh. We're doing it with Paul Danan. Sorry, cheers. Oh, cheers. Yeah. Here's the doing time. Yeah, d- hope, well, not doing time. Yeah, let's hope we never are. Uh, <laughs> mm. I'd be shit, I'm too pretty. They'd all be on bang on me. Yeah, I'd get fucking bummed, mate. Yeah, yeah, we'd be banging trouble. Oh, no, I reckon I'd crack jokes and that and everyone would be laughing, so I'd be like, mm, you're really nice. Yeah, you know what I mean? Hello, <laughs> pretty boy. No, leave it out, leave it out. I've got a couple of my mates that have uh, been inside. One of my mates, oh, I won't name any names, but one of my mates is, um, he, was a, he was my best mate, my best, bestest mate, like... Uh, uh, I went to um, St. Anne's with him, uh, like my primary school. Yeah. And then we both went to Salesians. And he got expelled before me. But I got expelled from... I got thrown out of a school when I was like 14 and I had to go to another school. Yeah. Um, that's where I met my mates that you met. Yeah, yeah. When I was about 14. But this other lad, I've known him for the for the longest. And he's, um, uh, you know, I don't know how to... The best way to put it, like a traveller, you know. Yeah. Um, you met my wife. Is she a traveller? No. Nah. Kind of, well, she's not not proper, 
but she's half, related half to a step away. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I met her, she thought I was gay and I thought she was a traveller and one of us was right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope it was you. Um, no, but anyway, um, I was going to say, yeah. But he, yeah, so he was, uh, he was a traveller uh, and, um, you know, he's been my friend for a long time. I know a lot of travellers and uh, they're, they're, there's a lot of them around here. But, um, you know, and he had a bad reputation anyway just for being a traveller. And they do. Um, you know, everyone thinks that they're really naughty. The majority of them are. And he is. Yeah, 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 <laughs> he yeah. is. Um, but he was really naughty. Like, he used to rob drug dealers. He had a lot of bottle. So he'd, he'd go and rob drug dealers, tie them up and rob them. Yeah, you have to have some fucking bottle for that shit, and uh, rob people. So you know, but he'd rob people that you know couldn't go to the old bill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no contracts in yeah. his day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he'd go and rob them and that. And uh, but um, you know, and he was quite feared actually. I'll be honest with you, he was quite feared. He's got a name where everyone knows his name. Yeah. Um, and um, but he's loved. My mum loves him. He comes around the house, and my, he used to spend a lot of time with my family and stuff. But he is, you know, if you say his name, if, you know, and I've used his name a lot when, when it's come on top of me, when people yeah. starting to me, I've said, well, do you know so-and-so, and yeah, he's my pal. And I can remember, and this is a fucking God's honest truth, right? I can remember one time I was coming out of a pub called um, The Holly Tree in Adelstone, and these lads were starting on me. And I was like, um, you know, fucking, uh, I said, look, fucking allow it. I'm mates with so-and-so. And I was like, ah, you fucking lying. It's fucking out of bollocks. And they go... I go, well, fucking call him then if you are. Call him then, otherwise you're getting your fucking head kicked in. So I phoned him and he answered the phone. And you, you know it's him from his accent yeah. straight away. And he's like, what's up? And I was like, well, these lads are trying to want to kick my head in. They didn't believe, they didn't believe that I know you. And he goes, where are you? I said, I'm at the Holly Tree. He said, tell him I'll be down here in a couple of minutes. I'm round the corner. And I was all like stood there. And then he's fucking pulled up in a fucking transit van. He's driving this transit van. He's pulled up in the car park. He's round the window down, and he's leaned a sawn-off shotgun out Fuck the fucking yeah. window. Yeah, he's like, "You alright, lads?" <laughs> and the boys are like, "Fucking hell, alright, fucking." And I was like, "Fancy oh. drink?" Yeah, I was just about to say his name actually, but I was like, "Fucking hell, just chill, right?" And the lads walked off or sort of ran off, and I went over. And I was like, "What?" Are you doing? And he's laughing. He's got this wicked laugh, and he's laughing his fucking head off. And I said, "Fucking hell, it's a bit strong in it." And he's like, "I told you, I'll sort of, you know, just yeah. call me if you need something." Yeah. So that he goes, "Watch this. This is fucking." Funny. He goes, oh, "This will make you fucking laugh, right?" So he climbed out of the car, he shut the, shut the door, he walked over, there was a fucking um, Chinese takeaway across, like, you know, just, they just got the window and the counter, and he walks in the Chinese ca- takeaway with a sawn-off shotgun, right? <laughs> I, I, and I swear, I ain't fucking lying. He goes, give me all the fucking rice, you can't! <laughs> and then ran out, jumped in the motor, he goes, I'll see you later, mate, the old bill's going to be here in a minute, and drove off. Next thing, fucking... The uh, the armoured police fucking come and pulled out in all the road. That's what he was like. He's a fucking lunatic. Yeah. But the, yeah, I mean, Elby was like that. But the thing is, like you said earlier, he was round your mates. He was round your family. Yeah. That's what I think, and that's why I want time to get across. They are nice people. They're all. I mean, everyone, my granddad's like, they're family people. Yeah. John, they they do what they do for their family, and I'm not saying the reasons are right. I'm not justifying. I'm not getting down in that debate, but they are family people, and they are loyal because yeah. you've only got your word. This your mate. You yeah. can't deal in contracts or CVs or... It's literally, you're as good as your word, so your word's got to be good. Otherwise, you don't work with no one because it, it catches up with you. Yeah, you um, can't take someone to court if they skank no, you. No, do you know what I mean? Oh, excuse me, officer, he's just took half a pound of Charlie. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't... And also, we're working with people. You can't... Oh, I've, I've, here's my job CV. I've done 15 job banks. It's not... It's He's good for a bit of work. He's good for a bit of work. And that's how the firms... And that's, mm. how they, and that's why they're lifelong friends, because... They, they they work together throughout. It's a bit, I guess it's a bit like, it, it bits in a, with acting. If you, like with Paul, I've done a set, you know, if you work with people. Yeah. 
I mean, oh, we were going to talk about that. I mean, Paul, Paul, uh, he makes me laugh. Paul, um, Paul's in recovery at the moment. He's, um, he's. Uh, I mean, he talks about it a lot. I'm sure he won't mind us talking about it. But he's um, <clears throat> was uh, an addict, uh, alcoholic, and that, and uh, he's he's in recovery, and he's, you know, he's. Um, uh, yeah, he's in a good place. You know, he's happy. He's sort. He's, I mean, he's still scatty as fuck. Isn't yeah, he? so but, he got. He's brilliant. He got the part of Prozac, and Prozac is uh, a man that's off his tits on prescription drugs. <laughs> yeah, so he fits the role. Yeah, yeah. Again, it was all <laughs> written with him in mind. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's the same thing. If you work with someone, mm. there's no point doing an audition because they might be blind at their audition and then turn out you work with them and they're a right prick. Yeah. So it's a bit like that as well. If you work with someone and they're good, you you keep working with them. Yeah. And, and that that industry is exactly the same. Yeah, my, my um, well, one of my friends recently messaged me and said to me, he's going for a new, um, going for a new job interview, and he's like, oh, you know, you're really confident. Can you give me any advice for my job interview? And I was like, look, they've seen your CV, they're getting you in to see if you're a prick because yeah. they've got to sit with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They've got to sit with you in the fucking office all day. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously going to ask you questions to see if you're competent, but really, what they want to know is, do we want this kind of in the office? Yeah, yeah, and um. I think that's the same thing when these projects come up because the rehearsal process. I mean, I'll be honest with you. We started. Uh, we've done a couple of read-throughs now. What we on like three meet-up yeah. read-throughs, yeah. and I've done acting before, and um, the same as when I've done my film. People can start fucking irritating you quite really quite quickly. I mean, I'm not going to name any names, but when I done my film, there was somebody on set that was was just fucking trying to be too. You know, it's my film. Shut up. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. I was trying to be, just trying to be like, and you know, there's a real difficult um, way of acting. Some people act by just talking louder and being like, okay, yeah. And like, it's like, you know. You, I really love you and I'm scared. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, you've got to do more than, and almost, I think that acting is, one of the main things in acting is knowing when to give to the other people yeah. to let, to allow the other people yeah. to have that moment and when we're doing the read-throughs now and we're starting talking it's like one thing I like about Paul Danan is he can he gives you he slows down and he's quiet and he lets you have your line mm. if he knows that your line's going to be that is more pivotal or, or yeah. meaningful his lead up to it would be almost thrown away yeah. it's the balance it's the it? balance yeah and it's difficult to have that and then we're working alongside David Schall mm. Fucking amazing He's any quality, any quality. So I, I, His I, voice is just fucking brilliant. When I when I said to John, this is the God's nice truth, I went, I'm doing time, I'm doing this play sort of based on you and Grandad and that. I went, you're right with it. He went, don't mention no names. He went, only write stories about the people that are dead or banged up. He went, is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. And, he went, and, and whoever you're getting to play me, make sure he ain't a cunt. And uh, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was his parameters. Yeah. That were his parameters. And um, when I got in David, I went, he's fucking quality, isn't he? He's just, he's yeah, so, so Dave, good. So, so David, good. David is the, as soon as you see his face, you'll recognise him from the in-between us. He was Jay's inappropriate dad. Yeah. You definitely take after your mum in the cop size department. She ain't got one either. And he was in the office as well, weren't he? Yeah. He was in the office, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was in the that. office, yeah. You think we care as much about your baby as you do? Just because you let some useless tosser blow his beans up your mum. <laughs> well done. Did, was he? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. And, um... I was a little bit nervous because normally when sort of high-profile people get associated to projects that I'm in, they can get a bit nervous because of my uh, experience with the press and how the press treat me. But straight away, he found everything that has happened to me, um, the stuff that's got me in trouble and that. He found it interesting and and, um, and uh, quite funny, yeah. actually. 
And uh, he was really impressed by the script. That's the thing that sold it to him. He loved the script. But when he starts talking and when he starts getting into character, it's fucking weird, man. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's just got a weight about him, and he, which is he's, it's weird for me because I'm looking at him and he's playing John, who I know, and I can see the similarities. And it, it's weird for me because it's... And there's that bond between the characters as well, mm-hmm. isn't there? Yeah, me and, and, and him. The same me and him with are close, yeah, yeah. yeah, and the same like... So when I look at you, I'm sort of seeing LB, me, yeah. me, me great uncle. And when I look at him, I'm seeing John, who's... You know, to, to my girls, I've got two daughters. Johnny's their granddad. Yeah. They love Johnny, you know, and, and he loves them. And although he was this dangerous man and, he, you know, he, he worked with the Richardsons and all that, and he was... But... And he was a fighter, fucking. Even now, he's eighty-three, and he, he still he, loves a terror. Yeah, yeah, and he's, 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 you know, he's bless him. He, we thought he was going to die a couple of years ago. He's really bad with cancer, and touch wood, he's got well. But you still wouldn't row with him, you know. He's got head like a pit bull, and you know, mm. he, he, he can't. And he, he don't care. Yeah, but he's got this tender side as well. And to see you two bring these people to life, and the same with Paul. But the, the guy that Paul's playing, I loved him, but he was a prat, and he was fucking. <laughs> Bit like Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah. But he and he's um like paranoid the guy was paranoid. Yeah. We called him his his name actually weren't Prozac. I changed that for the for the character, but his his name was um Postman Pax, he had a male with a bride. Fuck off. Yeah, post yeah, and he was He um, actually ordered a bride up. Yeah, male with a bride, yeah, yeah, he was uh, What a little tie bird. Yeah, little tie bird and but How he, old was she? Oh she was about twenty eight. These are the stories uh, that I like, man. Yeah, so, so how old was he? So right so what he is, How old was he when he ordered her? Go on. Oh must have been 58, 60. <laughs> and now uh, if you see him right, it's a little... little, little <laughs> Fucking, that's what I'm going to do. If me and Shelley yeah. ever break up and I get old, mate, I'm getting about 30 of them. So he's a little Scottish fella, right? This is, Actually, this is a true story. This is hilarious. So little Scottish fella, yeah. fat fella, sort of ginger hair, but going bald. Is it a wig? Ain't it a wig? What the fuck? <laughs> and um, yeah. and he was always always on pills and acid as a young... So he was scatty, sketchy. His head was shot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're fucked. And... Um, one day I'm, I'm out with my grand, because I was always with him, just always with him. And he was, uh, he's come on top, Mick, Mick, he's come on top, he's on top, they're on me, they're bugging me, they're bugging me. They're, just, they're the fucking Russians, they're, they're bugging me, they're fucking me. Like, oh, right, <laughs> the mate. Russians? Yeah, yeah, he was off his nut. He, he, he was, he, he was going to get a job as an air marshal. You know the people with the guns on the planes? Yeah. So, mate, you've got a rap sheet for armed robbery. Who the fuck's going to employ And you're five foot five and 60, or who the fuck is hiring you to save people on planes? That's what he wanted. So what, one day he turned around to you goes, I want to be an air marshal. I'm, I'm going to be. I've been thinking about it. I think that's because I'm handy with a gun. <laughs> that's why they ain't no, going to let you. you know? <laughs> so anyway, so it, it's on top, it's on top, it's coming round. He went, and also it'd be nice if you get to meet, meet, meet me wife. Yeah. When did, when did the wedding come about? Oh, well, we sort of got married over there, but you know, she's a nice girl though. Really, really meaningful, really meaningful. Really, yeah, no, she loves me, she loves me, she loves me. And not only was he doing pills, he was also bang on the Viagra. Oh, yeah. And the vibe of what he was doing. So he was like off his nut, walking around constantly with an ard on. <laughs> and we go around this house. This guy's my spirit animal. Yeah, honestly, he's fucking brilliant, right? He's, he's, yeah, he was just unbelievable. So he turned up and this bird's turned up and just uh, she in her ass, in just her lingerie. But she's kind of, where you be? You'll not be here. I'm sorry if this oh. is a, like, a, but this is genuinely how she spoke. You know, where you be? Where you be? Why you? You're no good. You bring your friends. Well, they fuck me because you can't fuck me and all that. Well, hold a sec. This is when you met her. Yeah, yes, yeah, we just met her. We just walked in their house to see if he's got. Where you be? And you'll be all way along yeah. the day. You, you, uh, you bring your friends to fuck me. He not fuck me good. He know he take the pill. He knew don't no fuck me good. Get my lunch. You know fuck me good. <laughs> I would have fucked and, her. And me granddad. Did you just, fuck her? Yeah, yeah. Me granddad just looked. Did you fuck her? Come on. No, no, no. <laughs> I would have fucked him. No, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done that. I would have been up that quicker than a fucking rabbit in a rainpipe. And she was literally just but there. Was she fit? Yeah, she was hot. 
And she was just there and just like little see-through lingerie. Thing. He fucking brought a brass for life. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was, yeah, it was literally... Fucking geezer. No warranty, couldn't send it back 28 days later. (laughs) But she's there, we've walked in, and she's just got... Put some fucking clothes on, I told you I got visitors. Yeah, you bring visitors to fuck me, you know, fuck me. And my (laughs) grand just looked and went, what, you know, I can see his true love. (laughs) But the backdrop of this is, we think, or he thinks he's being bugged. So at any moment, the police could come, because he thinks he's... But we think he's off his nut. Anyway, all of a sudden, we're... I go, Grandad, no, hang on. No, I can hear it. I can... It's getting louder. We've got in the front, in the living room. Well, all you're thinking we... it's a bug. Well, we, we can hear the static. Yeah. And also, my granddad's on. He went, no, fuck, he's coming on top. He went, what? He knows. Sorry, son, don't. He just kept going, don't, don't get your voice on. He came to me, don't, 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 don't get your talk. voice on it. Yeah, don't, don't fucking talk. Don't fucking talk. All of a sudden, we've heard crash. Now, there's this mirror about the size of your telly. Well, right. about fucking 60 inches. About, yeah, 60 <laughs> inches, right. And round the edges is all this fucking gaudy, like, brass. So it must have weighed a ton. And it was the mirror sliding down the wall because the cunt stuck it to a wall with Velcro. <laughs> so for months, he thinks he's being bugged. But it's this thing slowly falling off the wall. And it, um, it, it was pure fate, pure luck that we were round there as it fell. <laughs> But it was one of the best moments. We think he's kind of tight. And he went, you. And he went, no, 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 no. Velcro. That's a bit of good gear, that. He went, I've got hands through. Come with me. And so he had this jag. And he stuck like an old Nokia to the dashboard with Velcro. He went, hands free. That's the fucking future, that is. That's fucking hands free. And, yeah, Fuck it, no. So that was who Paul's based on. Well, I think you fucking casted that well. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's just, but he was, again, he, but I weren't as close to him. Because I didn't really know him, but yeah. but he's a funny character. Yeah, Whereas I mean, with, with you and David's characters, you mean a, like the characters meant a lot to yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I grew up with them. I loved them. Yeah. I was, John, I still love him. You know, I like um, I like uh, I like Paul. I like Paul. I think the first time it's it's uh, it's very weird to um uh, when you meet celebrities. It's because uh, I've met a lot of celebrities now through different uh, work management, Big Brother. Um, just going to events and stuff like that. And some of them think that they're celebrities and yeah. they're the ones that really f- fucking wind me up. Yeah. Like, for instance, my dad always said to me, um, you know, before he died, he always used to say to me, like, you know, you've had a touch. Just remember you've had a touch. Do you know what I mean? You've had a bit of a fucking touch. He's like, you ain't that good as a comedian. He goes, like, you're funny. You are funny. <laughs> it's like, you fucking funny. He said, you're a genius with the six second stuff. You know, whoever can make someone laugh in six seconds when we've done the vines. Yeah, he said, that yeah. was genius. He said, your stand-up's good. He goes, but you ain't fucking recreating the world. Do you know what I mean? You're doing the same shit I was doing years ago. Yeah. He said, but you're... Fu-. One thing my old man always used to say to me is, I won't stop working. I work, 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 yeah, work, yeah, work, work. Yeah. I'm a hard worker. Passionate as well about comedy and yeah, entertaining. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, you know what I mean? You ain't no fucking rocket scientist. You know, you at this, you ain't recreating the world. Just always appreciate the fact that you've had a bit of a fucking touch. Right place, right time. First one to do Vine, yeah. you've broke through. Yeah. And don't ever forget that you're just... You know, you just fucking had a bit of a touch, yeah? So at any point, if it all goes away, like with, with the... T- and and the, the reason why this was good was because when I got my TV show on ITV2, he's like, who the fuck's giving you an ITV show? He's like, they're fucking mental. He's like, we've had a fucking touch here. We've had a right touch. He goes, let's fucking milk it, mate. Let's have some fucking fun with it. Yeah. He's like, remember you got expelled from school? He goes, ain't, you ain't going to last long on TV because you're a cunt. So, <laughs> so he's like, let's fucking. Yeah, but hang on, but you're a funny cunt. Funny cunt, yeah. But he's like, so let's fucking enjoy it. You've had a touch, yeah. right? So then 
when I lost the TV show, everyone around me was like, oh my God, mate, are you all right? Like, that's well bad. Yeah. That's well bad. Not my old man. He's like, I fucking told you. <laughs> called it, it. Called it. But, but he was like, but you still got it. Hey, who would have thought you would have got that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? He goes, you've had a touch, mate. He goes, you've done, you fucking, ex- you've exceeded our wildest dreams. Yeah. You know, I didn't think like I'd lost something. I, he made me feel like I'd achieved something. Mm. So you always kept my head straight with that. But that's as well, speaking, sorry, but having known you, and obviously, sadly, I, I never got to know your dad, but your relationship with your family mm. and the way you've been raised, that's what makes you who you are. And yeah, that's definitely. why when you read certain things, and in the theatre, we've done a few things, people are like, oh, no, Daniel, oh, Dapper, oh, no. Yeah, well, and you it's s- like, don't judge, you don't know the fella. Yeah. Don't judge. And that's, and that's what makes you who you are. And that's actually mm. what, like you said about the celebrities, yeah, a lot of them are pricks. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? They, they can be. Mm. But you ain't because of it's where you come from. Yeah, and I think I think that, that my point of it was was because um, because no one had it. Sort of a lot of people a lot of people are made to feel so special for doing such shit stuff. You know, like you know, reality TV is not is not something that I think you should feel special about doing. I don't think it's something that people have worked hard for or they're, or they're talented for doing reality TV. But by all means, I'm all for fucking normal working class or average yeah, yeah. average people getting a break and milking it, doing personal appearances and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, but, fuck me. If I was on love, I'd open a fucking envelope, mate. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be everywhere. Oh, mate, I'd done the same thing. As soon as I broke through, mate, I was at every nightclub in the yeah. fucking cut. They yeah. paid me two and a half grand. I was earning fucking 10, 15 grand a week, mate. Yeah. My dad was like, you fucking do them till... Do them till they stop, and yeah, they yeah, stopped yeah. pretty fast. <laughs> so you know, I cre- cream that shit. But you know, if someone rings me up and says, or well, my agent says, "Look, you got two and a half grand to go down to fucking Swansea and queue up uh, in front of four hundred people, and then fuck a fat bird." <laughs> I'm fucking down there. I mean, I'd have done it for less if, yeah, if, if there's offers still going about. I'd have, say about fifty quid. You'd I'd have do done it for, it for the fat bird. I'd, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was the boat. In fact, I'm paying her. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, my point is, is that I always had this attitude that um, you know I'm privileged. I was privileged to be in the industry so when you meet other people that have done uh, reality TV and stuff like that and they're just fucking they think they're famous and they're you know like I, I met that I, I met that Lauren Goodyear 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 or whatever yeah, her name is yeah. from um, I don't mind mentioning her because she was a bit of a twat but um, <laughs> there's loads of others that I yeah, won't but what do you really think <laughs> <laughs> but no it was just uh, you know she she was on um, she was on uh, TOWIE Lauren from TOWIE and uh, it was just one of them ones where you know we, we came, oh, I was at a boxing event and uh, Ultimate Fighter and I come out and I was I was I wasn't even sat on it. I was stood next to a VIP table. I put my jackets on it, yeah. and she was sort of stood at the side. And people were coming over to us, but they were asking me for pictures because. But it was my demographic. Do you know what I mean? It's boxing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's a lads. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were asking for pictures, and I think that she got upset that no one asked her for a picture. So she come over and she said, "You know, get get away. That's our table. Just move your fucking shit and move away. I know who you are, and you're not fucking welcome here, sort of thing." Yeah, no, yeah. And I just thought, "Fucking it's, hell, you done reality TV, like? Do you know what I mean? You're, what, yeah, what there's you no need to be an arse. Nah. So like you said, well, you, you mate with a job interview and that. Yeah. Don't, just don't be a prick. Just don't be a twat, in like, I mean, I, I had that. We had we hired an actor, auditioned well, and during the course of the run, I, I've had him by the throat. Really? Yeah, because he, he kept picking on one of the girls, but during the show as well. Like, don't pick on a lady anyway. But he mm. kept, like, doing silly things like cable tying her bag and stuff. You know what I mean? Stupid well, things. Well, did he fancy her and she weren't interested? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it was just, just, just childish. But we're adults, you know. We're all in our 20s. And she was up, and she was going to me... I have a set way of working and he's really fucking with my method. And now I don't do wanky shit. Like, you'll see me working yeah. with me. I have a scotch and that's me finding my character. Um, yeah. <laughs> or in this one, is, there's a lot of Charlie flying about and they're on yeah. stage. So obviously we won't be doing that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but uh, it upset is, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it upset her. 
So um, I've I've gone to him, gone, and he went, oh, for fuck, and I've grabbed him by the throat. Yeah, yeah. And and I've gone mental anyway. Everyone's gone, Mike, calm down, don't forget. And me mate, who I work with all the time, Jack Harding, brilliant actor, absolutely spot on person. Mm. He's he's just unbelievable. But he's also he's really solid. You know he's going to learn his lines. You know he's going to do his shit. You know he's professional. You leave it out. This he's carried on this fella, and a few days later, even he's lost it. Mm. And all of a sudden, justified because like actually, if he's lost his fucking temper, no wonder mm. I did. But it just shows you that's what you no, can't because yeah. he, he, he. I won't work with him again now. No, and yeah. people that have asked me about him, no, I don't, don't want to work. with him. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, and the point that I was saying was about Paul Dunan. I mean, he was very mm. famous. He was very well. He mm. still is famous. But I mean, he, such a young age. As yeah, well. he was very famous from a young age. He was in Hollyoaks when Hollyoaks was massive. Yeah, and then when he come out, he done the first Celebrity Love Islands, and um, he's just. A, and there's there's um, one thing I like about Paul Dunan is that he knows. He's very similar to me in respects that he can take the piss out of himself, yeah. right? Because I know that some people think I'm a joke, right? I don't mind. People people still laugh at the fact that I got thrown off TV and yeah. there's petitions, and I don't mind. I laugh at it myself. I mean, you know, you've got... A, you, you... I signed it 32,000 <laughs> times. You <can't>, yeah. <laughs> well, you got to laugh at yourself, and there's an account on Instagram called, I think it's Paul, uh, the Paul Dananagram or something. The Nanogram, yeah. The Nanogram. It's, quality, it's yeah. fucking funny, and it's all stories as if it was Paul Danan from back in the day yeah. and, um, and and he loves it he, he, he even he, he even sort of takes part in it he yeah, loves yeah, it yeah. and um, so I was when I first met him I thought to myself oh, I wonder what he's going to be like because he was you know quite famous back in the day well he's famous and uh, I wonder if he's going to be up his arse or if he's going to be like laughing and joking like at the industry with me like sort of like you know thinking yeah. you know because my, my views on it is oh, I'm lucky to still be around doing bits after having my downturn, and and uh, he's the same. He's like, yeah, man, this will be great. This will be a good project. We got on straight away, but he does lead me astray in the audit, in the uh, readings a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He know, like I'm trying to concentrate, and he knows that if he starts saying something funny and looks at me, that my natural reaction is to build on yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. So he knows how to draw me into oh, a joke. He, he's scatty as funny. I mean, funny enough, he's saying about meeting him. So I met him for a, a friend, uh, Rick Rick Marston. And he went, look, I know you're doing this play worth a flutter. Do you want to meet Paul Denen? To yeah. which my reply was, why the fuck do I want to meet Paul Denen? Yeah. And he went, you might want to use him for the play. And I went, I don't, I don't think I'm, no. Yeah. And he went, please, so I met him out of respect. So I turned up at this coffee house and he sat there. And I'm, again, this is why I don't read papers now. This is why I don't judge people. I judge them on face value because I got Paul wrong. I'm thinking, I'm, I went to my wife, I'm, I'm going to meet him. He's going to be a prat, and he, but I do, you know, have mm. a coffee and then we're done. He's fucking lovely. Mm. And straight away, he reminds me of my best mate, my best pal I grew up with, um, yeah. Danny Diggins. Um, it just reminds me of him. And straight away, I was like, Paul's lovely. And now I've been like close mates with him for near on three years. Yeah. And he's just a lovely, lovely fellow. And it shows you how you can get it wrong. And when people judge you, yeah. you don't, you know what I mean? People yeah, don't like, he's, a, he's a good actor. He's quality. I yeah. mean, we, we, we hired him. I didn't want to meet the fellow. We ended up hiring him. And you, re- you read the reviews. You've done, yeah, you, you done it for worth a flutter, wouldn't it? Yeah, worth a flutter. And pulled the reviews for it. He smashes it out of the park. What did they say? Um, oh, uh, the kind of show the, the, the West End's crying out for. Yeah. Um, it will make you laugh, make you cry, and then make you cry laughing. Do you think we'll get reviews on this? We've got a few people coming down. Um, mm. and, uh, and one of them knew me granddad. So that wow. one's got to be good, isn't it? Otherwise, um, I know where he lives. <laughs> um, but no, we, yeah, we got a few. I mean, obviously, it's only a week, and and I think the main hope for this is to hopefully turn it into a film. Yeah, because I think it's more it's, it's suited to a film. Yeah, well, I'm a bit gutted because one of my big film producer f- friends I know, um, 
uh, that done uh, he done uh, Rise of the Foot Soldier. Uh, Andy Love Day. He's in Spain, unfortunately, but mm. he's asked us to record it one night. So we'll yeah. we'll make sure. I know that Terry Stone, film producer, who made Fanged Up, he's coming. And um, yeah, Terry's brilliant. Yeah, it? and we've got a lot of. I think there's a lot of industry people come down. So yeah, always, always fingers, fingers crossed. Touch wood, mate. Touch wood. Well, I think, I think, you know, I think I can't. I'm getting a bit drunk. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think, um, I think we we'll wrap it up there. But I think we've had some fun. Um, all I want to say uh, is look out for our panto at the end of the year as well. Me and Michael are writing that at the moment, and. Um, our whole concept on that is that you come down, you get drunk, you watch something that you find highly offensive and funny, and it's adult panto, it's entertainment. You can bring uh, your works do or the girls or the lads. You can get fucking smashed, and then we're throwing a party after with a DJ and some live acts. Yeah. And it'd be a longer run for open. You'd be so pissed you forget half of it and have to come back. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. Yeah, get you so smashed for the first half, you don't see the second half, so you've got to come back. <laughs> um, but uh, what I would love you to do right now, wherever you are, um, is if you enjoy my podcast, if you enjoy my comedy in my videos and uh, you'd like to meet me and to meet Michael uh, the brains behind this play um, what I'd really appreciate is your support on it um, you can go onto my Instagram and look on my bio in my Instagram click on the link and get your tickets we're running for only one week between the 10th and the 16th of February and it's in the West End and I'm going to try and meet everyone that comes down after in the bar I want you to watch it I promise you'll laugh you might even cry at the end and um, you can watch my uh, West End debut. Yeah. yeah. How much are tickets? You, How much are tickets? 15 quid. 15 pound? Fucking hell. Cheap, cheaper than, you can't even get in some packet for that. Can you, you can't. You it's cheaper I mean? than a fucking gram. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and that's after it's been cut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Not I, that we know. Not that we yeah, know. Not that we know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we're actually doing some packet in the play, aren't we? We are. We're doing quite a bit of packet in the play. Yeah, but uh, not actual packet. It, what is it that they use? So I bought it yesterday. It's powdered lactose. Um, me, uh, lactose, not that makes you shit. No, no, no. Um, like milk. Powdered, yeah. Powdered milk. Yeah. And uh, my wife went, oh, I'm buying 10 grams. Will that be enough? And I went, yeah. She went, tell it ain't fucking real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows, though? Maybe on the last night. We'll get an actual... <laughs> I'm joking. Hotline. I'm joking. <laughs> Tristan Bates going to close us if down. If you come down and you see me and Dan fighting for a particular line... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just about to do one. No, that's, no, that's mine. That's mine. we fall out of character. Fuck off, Dan! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, what's your Instagram and Twitter if they want to come follow you? So it's time to play. Oh, yeah, okay. I've tagged you in my last yeah, post. Yeah, yeah, time to so, play. And I'm not on Instagram because I've got ugly face and I don't do social media. But the play's on there and um, me nan's going up and all that. So uh, Did you did you make a specific Twitter for it for time to play? Yeah, yeah. So the, it's on Twitter as well, which is, I think, time to play mm. one because I'm shit with Twitter. Yeah, so why'd you put one? It pissed me off. Yeah, just use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do social... I actually have social media because my agent is part of the, the contract and I, I'm, not, I'm not on it because I'm an arsehole. Yeah. And I say... I'm a bit like... I say things that aren't... You, you see know. my stuff in Twitter, I don't know. Yeah, you? but you're successful so you get away <laughs> with it. I'm just a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't really get away with it but yeah. Yeah. All right then. Well, thank you very much. Um, get off the fucking podcast and go and book your tickets and come meet us both. Uh, time is playing 10th to 16th of February. This was Chatting Bollocks. That was Michael Head. Say bye-bye, mate. See you later. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Stay tuned for the next one coming up soon. Touch me in the rear. Bye-bye for now. That was Chatting Bollocks. Bollocks. 
He's got a podcast, old spice and miles and miles of pubic lice. STG, fridge, freeze, he's a proper naughty geese. Chatting bollocks, shit stains, moist stains and airy touch. And Jimmy Savile tracksuits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. He'll make you laugh, he'll make you wee. He'll shag your mum for no money. A maphrodite hat on the door. Don't cry, it's only a joke, you silly mush. Don't stress, beat the beat. Moisture is on eat. Don't stress, beat the beat. Say, take a seat. Airy feet, not much air. Massive tits. Beat the beat. Beat the beat. Airy feet. You're listening to Chatting Bollocks of Daniel O'Reilly. What a plonker he really is.